Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Promise 8. We will choose to love people who can love and be responsible for themselves. Prior to coming to ACA, we had been unconscious about a great many things. Uh, this is true. I mean, I think one of the things is just the, the scripts that I'd inherited from my dad and you know my critical parent. And I, I really have to realize that these aren't real scripts, as Alice Miller who wrote Drama, the Gifted Child, would say that these are interjects. Perhaps, the, back to the reading, perhaps the most painful was our unconscious choice of the people we thought we loved. Wow. As children, we wanted to love our parents, so we overlooked their dysfunction as a way to make them lovable. I mean, this is true. Uh, you know, I think lately, as I get more into, you know, the real roots of the issues, it's very upsetting just how dysfunctional a family was. Like, I think... Like I went to seek therapy when I was 12 years old, you know, and thinking that I was the sole reason. I knew her family was dysfunctional. I just thought I was the reason for it. Um, and there was nobody there to ever dispute that. Back to the reading. After all, the alternative was to see them as they really were and leave, a choice that is rarely possible for a child. Yeah, I remember having this conversation with a friend and I was just like, I felt like shame for like not being able to leave the house when I was 16. And in a lot of ways, the learned helplessness um, that was like a byproduct of just, just study, just study, don't do anything else, uh, made it hard. Um, you know, it really made it hard to live life. And I think a, a big part of this reparenting process is learning to adult. Back to the reading. As adults, we continue to make unconscious choices to love other dysfunctional people until one day we got it. Something was terribly familiar about the we had chosen to love. It was deja vu all over again. As we come to consciousness about our childhood experience and do the work in ACA, we begin to love and accept our true self. Only then are we capable of having healthy relationships with others. We begin to choose people, and I'm gonna sit, only then we are, you know, so we have to begin to love and accept our true self, come out of hiding basically. So only then we are capable of having healthy relationships with others. We begin to choose people who are capable of truly loving us and who take responsibility for themselves. We are now willing to share our true self, the person we were meant to be, the one who is able to love responsibly in return. On this day, I will examine my relationships, both past and present, to help me understand the choices I have made. I will begin to share my true self with others in my life so that I may find the love I deserve. Great reading. Just read that again. On this day, I will examine my relationships. Sounds like prosperous possession consciousness to me, both past and present, to help me understand the choices I've made. I will begin to share my true self with others in my life so that I may find the love I deserve. The next reading is from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is the disease of alcoholism. If your parents did not drink, your grandparents may have drank. This is true. And was true in the first place, and have passed on the disease of family dysfunction to your parents. If alcohol or drugs were not a problem, your home may have been chaotic, unsafe, and lacking nurture, like many alcoholic homes. Great. Granny did it to mom, and mom did it to us. I guess this explains why I have resentment towards my grandmother. What chance do we have of being able to get well? I think as John Bradshaw says, it's either trans we either transform it or it's transferred. And uh, I'm really coming up face to face with the importance of art and really just how 
to use art to kind of get through life, even though this was passed down through the generations until it finally got to us and perhaps to our children and grandchildren. Who do we blame? Can we really blame mom or granny or even great granny? Indeed, none of them intended to pass this baggage down to us, but here it is, ours to unpack. I remember uh, on a podcast episode I had, um, I think with uh, the great Lucia Capicchioni, and she just said, like, sometimes it doesn't really always help to pathologize the condition. And sometimes, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's just the human, you know, it's kind of like the hero's journey in a lot of ways. Anyways, back to the reading. Fortunately, we have the best chance of, of them all to do something about it. Today, we have a much better understanding of the multi-generational nature of trauma transmission. And, th and this understanding is constantly evolving. We're fortunate to be part of a wonderful human experiment to reverse the effects of generational family dysfunction and achieve emotional sobriety. Like most experiments, we start with the premise that we can build a life of stability, safety, and nurturing. As we toil in the laboratory of our lives in recovery, we find just the right mixture of experience, analysis, and spiritual principles and issue daily progress reports to our fellow travelers and our higher power. Yes, 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 yes. Communication is very important, especially to our fellow travelers. Big reminder. On this day, I will note the progress I had made in finding my emotional balance and give myself the privilege of believing I can and will recover. I'd say important because I think a lot of times I can like, if I feel like I'm going into old patterns, um, but I also have to realize I don't stay in those patterns for long. And that's a gift of recovery. The next reading comes from Melody Babies, uh, The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is leaving room for feelings. We need to allow enough room for others and ourselves to have and work through our feelings. We are people, not robots. An important part of us, who we are, how we grow, how we live, is connected to our emotional center. We have feelings sometimes, difficult ones, sometimes disruptive ones, and sometimes explosive ones that need to be worked through question is how. I think she, she will tell. <laughs> By facing and working through these feelings, we and others grow in relationships, whether it is a love relationship, a friendship, a family relationship, or a close business relationship. People need room to have and work through their feelings. Some call it going through the process. It is unreasonable to expect ourselves or others to not need time and room to work through feelings. We will be setting ourselves and our relationships up for failure if we do allow this time and room in our life. We need time to work through feelings. We need the space and permission to work through these feelings in the awkward, uncomfortable, sometimes messy way that people work through feelings. This is life. This is growth. This is okay. We can allow room for feelings. We can let people have time and permission to go through their feelings. We do not have to keep others or ourselves under such a tight rein. While we work through our feelings, we do not have to expend unnecessary energy reacting to each feeling others or we have. We don't have to take all our feelings and other feelings so seriously while others or we are in the process of working through them. Let the feelings flow and trust where the flow is taking you. I can set a reasonable boundaries for my behavior and still leave room for a range of emotions. And I think that's the awareness, acceptance, and action. And the final reading comes from Melody Baby's Language of Letting Go, and the topic is owning our power. Many of us have someone in our life that challenges our ability to trust and care for ourselves. When we hear that person's voice or are in his or her presence, we may have forgot all we know about what is real, about how to own our power, about how to be direct, about what we know and believe to be true. 
and about how important we are. We give up our power to that person. I think sometimes it can be, you know, certainly dad, but I think just every relationship and family has a dynamic. The child in us gets hooked with a mixture of powerful feelings, love, fear, or anger, you know, and sometimes all three. We may feel trapped, helpless, or so attracted that we can't think straight. There may be a powerful tug of war going between feelings of anger and our need to be loved and accepted, or between our head and our heart. We may be so enamored or intimidated that we revert to our true belief that we can't react or respond to this person any differently. We get hooked. We don't have to stay under a spell. I will read that three more times. We do not have to stay under a spell. We don't have to stay under a spell. We start by becoming aware of the people who hook us and then accepting that. We can force ourselves through the motions of reacting differently to that person, even if that new reaction is awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, I think sometimes not getting your way and just, you know, that, that new reaction would be letting go. Search out our motivations. Are we somehow trying to control or influence the other person? Yes, that was definitely the case. We cannot change the other person, but we can stop playing our part of the game. One good way to do this is by detaching and letting go of any need to control. That is a game changer. Just detach and let go of any need to control. The next step is learning. So I think this is really like accepting everything that anyone else does and also taking responsibility for acting differently. You know, I think part of the loyalty to family dysfunction is reacting to situations in similar ways that people in the family would react to. Back to the reading. The next step is learning to own our power, to take care of ourselves, to be who we are free from their influence. We can learn to own our power with difficult people, authority figures here. It may not happen overnight, but we can begin today to change our self-defeating reactions to the people who have hooked us. God, help me identify the relationships where I've forfeited my power. Help me unhook and begin owning my power. And that concludes today's readings and today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to love myself and to feel my feelings. And anger and silence is not a feeling. And as Melody Beatty says, it's something that can be worked through.